Ever felt stuck in your entrepreneurial journey? Ever felt like giving up? Ever felt like you were not built to be a successful entrepreneur? Well, my friend, you're not alone. We all go through those strange moments of doubt. And in this show, we want to show you that starting a business shouldn't be too scary. We interview some of the brightest minds in the business world who'll talk about their failures and successes and how they were able to get the highest level of success in their fields. Please welcome your host, Hassan Anbar. Hassan Anbar. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Freedom Tribe podcast. This episode is going to be about the team. How do you build a team? How do you build a specific culture in your company, in your agency, in your e-commerce business? Whatever business that you have, you have to have a certain culture that your team aspires to. Something that you want people to like and look forward to coming to work for you. You don't want to build a negative kind of atmosphere, a place where people are going to be hating waking up on Monday morning and going to work, whether they're going to be working from home, if it's a remote team, or they're going to be working from the office. Whatever it is, it is very important to build really nice culture around your company so that people would want to look forward to working with you. And one of the things that I can, and this is from my own experience, I've been hiring people and working with people since the year 2015, like since my first Fiverr hire for somebody to do a logo. And it's obviously not the same thing to hire a freelancer for a tiny little project, like creating a logo, let alone run a big agency with 15 people that is actually remote. So there's a huge difference there. The reason why I started the episode by talking about work culture or company culture is because that's a very important thing to have in your company and here we're going to be talking about something that's uh, really crucial and i want you to stick around and listen carefully because it is really crucial if you want to grow if you want business to last to survive in this day and age one of the most important factors is the human capital is investing in humans and making them comfortable so that they can do their best work. The major takeaway that you should have from this episode is that there's no business that grows or even works without a good team. So the human capital, as I said, is extremely important. And there's a lot of people out there who are going to say things like, hey, I can't run my business without a good marketing strategy or good sales strategy, and I need the cash flow. Those things go without saying. It's just that there's a lot of people who are really good at marketing, really good at solving problems for other businesses or other customers. You have an idea, you put it to work, and you grow that business, and you have that cash flow, and you're growing your, your company. A lot of people would argue that that's the hardest part, is getting an idea off the ground. It actually, yes, it is hard. That's because most of the time, you're the only one who is actually doing the work. You don't have to worry about other people's feelings, other people's you know, involvement in the process, especially if you don't have a partner. If you're just like a solo founder, you're running an agency by yourself or running an e-commerce store by yourself, you don't have to worry about feelings or anything like that because you just, you're just there to get the work done. And that's true. The problem is when you involve other people, 
things get a little bit more complicated. And I believe that's harder to grow a team, to grow a company, to grow an agency, grow any kind of business with other people. And when you involve other people, you have to do things a little bit differently. We know that the idea behind entrepreneurship is fueled by the fact that there's a lot of people who have that entrepreneurship drive. They like to, to have their own businesses and stuff. So you probably have had a job before. You've had supervisors and people above you who were not so nice to you. And you never wanted to have a boss. So the whole idea when you're dealing with a team is because you don't want to treat them badly. You want to treat them nicely. And that's the thing. You don't want to put these people in the same position where you were as an employee. You don't want to put them at a situation where they'll look at you and say, this guy's a son of a bitch. This guy is not a nice guy. I don't want to work for him or her. That's the thing. You don't want to be coming off as an egotistic uh, person who is not, who does not look at other people's feelings or consider other, other people's feelings. You want to be nice. And I say it in the simplest English possible. You want to be nice to these people. You want to make them comfortable. That's why it's harder. The harder part is actually dealing with humans and growing that business, getting it to, to, to a level. That's why there are people who are good at starting businesses and there are people who are good at managing businesses. That's the, what makes the difference between zero and a million dollars and the difference between a million dollars and ten million dollars is the human capital, having a team that works, having systems in place that work. So you have systems do not work without people and people do not work without you know, proper systems in place. So that's the thing. The human effect plays a huge role in really helping you that, helping that business grow. So that's like the major idea here. The major thought is without people, nothing can grow. And going back to the idea behind treating them, treating these people, better than you would treat yourself. And that's how I look at it. I see these things and go, I don't want these people to wake up on a Monday and hate on me, as I said earlier in the episode. I don't want them to dread waking up and looking forward to the job. And that's the thing. You build systems in place where you make things so clear and you set expectations straight. If you have somebody who does sales, if they have the experience, if they, they have the grit, have the work ethic to do that job. Yes, that's that's probably a good person to hire. That's probably a good person to keep, to retain, as we say. A good person to retain in the team. The other thing would be salaries. You know, I'll take my example, for instance, here. When it comes to salaries, I pay a decent amount of money to the people in my team. And I do that because I know how other people pay, especially in the country where I live, in Morocco, like people in the same kind of like agency business in this industry, they don't really pay the entry-level folks. They don't pay them well. The salaries, the entry-level salaries are basically a joke. And I really can't expect somebody to do well if their salary is doesn't really match their skills. If their skills are good, then yeah, I wouldn't really mind paying them a decent amount of money every month so that they can have a comfortable level of life so that they can come, you know, and be happy and comfortable in a way, comfortable financially and comfortable mentally. 
So talking about financial stability and mental stability, those are the two things I've been like trying to touch upon. The idea that you want to treat people well, you don't want them stressing and having anxiety just thinking about you. I've had jobs for over 10 years and I know exactly how that feels. When somebody just looks at you a certain way, you might get anxious about it. You start overanalyzing th things and we all know how mental health is extremely important in this day and age. We don't want to cause people any unnecessary stress. I'm married, I have a wife who's had the same job for a long time and I know exactly how she feels every time some supervisor looks at her in a certain way or talks to her a certain way or writes an email a certain way, let alone like being straight up not nice and just talking in a certain way to her or to anybody. And this is not just about women, this is about males and females in any industry. That's why I strive to be a standard that other people look up to in this instance. The fact that the second episode I decided to decided that it should be about having a decent team, having a good team culture, because it's really important. And that's one of the things that without it you will not you will not go anywhere. Even if you have a team of three people, you want them to feel like a little family. You want to treat them well, you wanna do things, extracurricular activities, as we like to call them. If you're in the same city, same kind of geographical area, if you're in the same area, for instance, you can go out for dinner every now and then, you can have lunch together. If you work in the same office, you can share a meal every now and then. You can. You don't have to be friends, technically, but you can just create an atmosphere that everybody feels comfortable so that they can actually do their best. And that's how you can separate the good employees from the bad employees is when you treat them well and they don't reciprocate you can basically just tell that they're not really a good fit for the company and you can basically just fire them and this brings me to my next point which is about hiring and firing and this is really important a really important aspect of this whole episode is because i want to teach you how I do it. It took me years to build this process. It doesn't actually apply to every job or every position that we have open. For instance, we need three types of people. We need SEOs, we need web developers who are mostly full stack developers, and we always look for content writers in different languages. Um, a content writer is somebody I have to test. And I do a test, like a written test. I ask them to write me something and I send it over. I check if it's copied through Copyscape and I look at the quality of the language, whether it's in English, French or Arabic or any other language that we would, that we use to create content in. And then I'll decide how, you know, how good it is and I'll either hire or, or not hire on the spot. So it usually takes just a couple of days. And what I also do is that I, I try to work with content writers for a few weeks before I decide to keep them on on a permanent basis. And whether they work on a freelancer contract or, or a, per, a per salary contract, full time basis, it depends. But I usually don't make a decision. I always try to tell them that you're going to be tested for about a month if you're going to be a good fit with the company because you can't really make your decision based on interview. And this is another point that's really important is you want to make sure that these people are a good fit for your company. The other type is developers. You can't really train developers in-house, so you have to have somebody who's already trained, already good at what they do. So what I do is I involve my CTO, my chief technology officer, my our main developer, oldest developer in the team, and they help me with the process. So I just, what I do is I judge people on 
the, the their communication level how do you communicate over over you know over email for the very first contact with with the, with the person i start taking data about them is are they good at email are they good at communication because that's a very important aspect since we're a remote company we just use basecamp or slack or whatever and we just use email as well for communication i want to know how good they are in written communication or sometimes spoken communication because we do have calls every now and then the other thing is i try to have i depend on my developer to decide how good they are at what they do if they say they're good we want to see and then we do the same thing we hire and we test them out test out the waters for about a month before we decide to keep them on and that's a very important thing i want you to remember that we don't decide on the spot if that person is good we don't give them a week or two or we just decide from the interview because people you, you can never tell how a person is like on a daily basis from just a 10 minute or 15 minute or 30 minute or even an hour's interview and that's the thing that's why i decide to work with them closely for about a month before i decide to, to keep them on the other very important process that i built is seos i live in a place where not a lot of people know about seo not a lot of people speak english i have to look for people who are good at english or french at least so they can communicate with the clients and then what we do is i, I bring in interns i bring in interns in large lar large numbers we're talking sometimes on a monthly basis i bring one or two and we put them through this process this training program for sometimes more than uh, six months before we decide to keep them on as SEO account managers because they have to learn. They can't really learn anywhere else except for us. We have a specific training program that we put these people through. And once they're done going through the, the program, we put them to the test, put them in the real world to deal directly with clients, which is risky if you ask me, but it works. You know, it works out. Even for the people who don't stick around with us, they end up getting jobs elsewhere, really good jobs with other companies. And it's really interesting because it's a useful thing. At least they were able to help us for a few months. They learned. Now they're off. They're doing something great. And if they really like them, I offer, I extend to them an, uh, an employment offer and tell them to, to stick around with us and work with us for as long as they want. And I assign them a few clients so that they can get used to working with us and working with, with, the, with the whole agency system. And that's how, we, that's how it works. For SEO account manager, for instance, it's about six months, a process of six months before deciding to hire somebody officially. For developers and content writers, it's not just the, the skill, it's not that how good they are or how good they are at whatever they do. The important part for me has to do specifically with the fit, with the communication, with, with that human side of it. And if they're good, yeah. I, I love to, 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 to keep them on uh, for an extended period of time and they go into the rotation of, of employees and they become an official part of the team, which is which is always a great thing to, to have somebody go through a, a few months of training or a few months of test of a test period before they, they go in and become part of the team. Doing it any other way wouldn't be possible, especially for an agency that offers a number of, of services. And we do the same thing for email marketing as well. I don't think I can find just anywhere somebody who is really good at english really good at french really good at arabic and really good at email marketing or seo so i have to train them in-house so they have to go through a lot of work a lot of training a lot of actual tests that they might not know about and then they're integrated and they're part of the team and that's something that i really like 
doing putting these people through the test because this that's how you get yourself a good candidate a good employee somebody you can trust somebody you can basically just give actual clients to and have them work on those projects which is amazing and that's brings me back to the idea that interviews are really a sham i I never really liked interviews i never really liked how they're conducted even when i do run interviews they're basically three or four questions and that's it that's it i do not spend more than 10 minutes sometimes 15 minutes in a in an interview unless it's something specific for a specific role or project and for, for me it's just getting a feel of the person and seeing how they act how they are like and thankfully i'm not a picky person if you're if you can communicate well, you're probably going to find a place at, at our agency. And that's something that I find it hard to believe, but it's not something that's very common. You have to look and look to find somebody that has good communication skills. And that's not really asking for too much. Communication skills are not something that you can, you're born with. It's not a talent. It's something that you can learn. And take it from me. I'm somebody who's had trouble speaking in public, trouble speaking on the phone at some point in my life. And over the years, you just, you grow and that's why experience is important. And that's why I like, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm patient with people who might not be good at a specific thing, a specific skill, because whatever it is, any skill can be learned. And that's it. I believe that this is it for this, today's episode. I really hope it was useful and I will see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in and listening. It's our passion to find the brightest minds in the business world and get them to talk about their failures and successes and how they were able to get to the highest level of success in their fields. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on the website at freedomtribe.io. That's freedomtribe.io. We'll see you next time.